Hey, hello, peeps. Those of you who have been listening since we started in September 2023 with Good Omens will notice a marked difference in the quality of our recording for Buffy Season 1. This is because Season 1 was our practice podcast. Neither of us had done a podcast before. It took us pretty much the whole season to figure out what we were doing, and that included having the proper settings on the microphone, Tori. Mo tried their best to correct what they could during the editing process, but there was only so much that could be done. One more thing... We changed the name of the podcast after we recorded Buffy Season 1. After the introduction, you will hear us refer to the podcast as Shallow Dive instead of Wallowing in the Shallows. We hope it doesn't cause too much confusion. And now... Welcome to Wallowing in the Shallows, the podcast that skirts the perilous drop-off of a deep dive into television and movies. We are academic nerds aspiring to become TV and movie geeks. There are no spoiler guards in the shallows, so listen at your own risk. This week, join us for a wallow in a Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1 rewatch. Hey, hello, people. Welcome back to Shallow Dive. This is Tori. And Rebecca, and we're watching the Buffy Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1, Episode 10, Nightmares. The insidious spider episode, which I can't remember <laughs> if it was last podcast or the podcast before, but I was like, it's coming, the spiders! <laughs> and this was it. I have to do a quick circle back to last episode i said that i would talk about the oedipus scene at the end of the last episode because you were talking about details that i hadn't recalled seeing well it just was that i was watching it on hulu and as soon as it says play the next episode that's when i stop and since it was running during the credits i saw a little flash of it but I did not see the whole thing. So that was the mystery solved. So I went back and watched the whole thing. It's funny, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> so thanks for pointing that out to me. Yeah. It was uh, one of my favorite. It's one of the reasons that's one of my favorite, or my favorite episode of the season. <laughs> it's good fun. And <laughs> not that Oedipus is fun, but <laughs> it's a good, it's an oldie and goodie. <laughs> yes, it is. I wonder why they chose Oedipus. Oh, well, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) I'm just like, huh. So, all right. Got a summary for us? I sure do. All right. Buffy had a nightmare about being choked by the master in his lair. Joyce wakes Buffy up and we learn Buffy's father is in the picture and is coming to visit her this weekend. In health class, Wendell opens his textbook to find spiders crawling everywhere while Buffy notices a mysterious boy watching. When the gang visits Giles about the spiders, he seems a bit out of it. We learn Wendell has a recurring nightmare about spiders. Buffy lives a nightmare about a history test and spots the boy again. Laura gets beaten by a large man with a wooden plank for an arm that says, Lucky 19. The plank doesn't say Lucky 19. The man says Lucky 19. (laughs) The gang interviews Laura and are introduced and were introduced to Billy, a boy in a coma who was also attacked. Several more nightmares are lived while conscious, and the gang suspect Coma Billy's astral projection may be inadvertently behind everything. 
After more waking nightmares, Buffy finds Billy and learns Billy was blamed for losing a baseball game. The gang decides Billy must be woken from his coma in order to stop the insanity. In the hospital, when Billy's astral plane version confronts the big man with the plank arm, things return to normal. We learn it was Billy's baseball coach who beat him into a coma after the baseball game. What the heck? How important is a middle school baseball game? <laughs> I don't even think it was middle school. I think it was elementary school. <laughs> elementary school. I, I, I really could not believe that. What this person has serious anger issues if he beats up a kid about losing a baseball game. No doubt. And so that's the summary. All right. Great. Thanks. Yeah. This episode, I'm kind of ambivalent about a little bit. Although, you know, having to like watch it a little bit more critically than in the past, which was, you know, just purely for entertainment. there's, There's more going on to it than I kind of originally thought, particularly with what you were just talking about, right? I mean, it's a real statement against how some adults get about sports. I mean, I, of course, they take it to an extreme here, mm-hmm. but clearly somebody had some issues when they were a child with one of their coaches. My goodness, yes. And I couldn't help think about my dad who coached and he was just so not anything like that at all as a coach. Yeah. Super encouraging and and really took it as an opportunity for character building and not, it wasn't just about, it wasn't about winning. Yes, which is how it should be if there isn't a gold medal on the line, right? right. I mean, youth athletics is incredibly helpful to development. I credit quite a bit to the sports that I played growing up. Mm -hmm. And I certainly could never have competed on a high level, but it helped form me into the person that I am. And I think some of my teaching is informed by the coaching I received as well, because teaching has an aspect of coaching in it as well. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Anyway, back to the episode. episode. (laughs) Buffy's got braids. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I thought she looked kind of very unbuffy like in that scene because in she's the master's wearing, like, lair. black le- I don't know if they were leather or pleather, but the black leather looking pants and that dark shirt and the braids. And I was like, have we seen her in braids yet? I couldn't recall that, but she was wearing the same braids when her mom woke her up. So apparently your hairstyle is identical in your dream as to how you wear it to bed, which is horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just don't know why I thought, I mean, I think she looks, and maybe this is a, a foreshadowing, right? I think she looks like a much older version of Buffy Mm. instead of high school Buffy. Mm hmm. Mm hmm whether that was intentional or whether they were just trying to portray some, you know, the darkness of the master's lair or something. I don't know, but I remember going, wow, that's really kind of un-Buffy-ish. Well, we learned Buffy does indeed have a father (laughs) and he's conveniently arriving for this nightmare episode. Yeah. I thought it was a little bit, I don't know if, disingenuous is the word I'm looking for but you know when Joyce says you know your father loves you I'm like because we have so much evidence of it I mean what are we 
um, how many months into their arrival. If we say she arrived before her birthday, which is in January, and now it's April, at least April or May. Yes. And this is really kind of the first time we get mention of Buffy's dad. I'm like, I don't know about that, Joyce. Yes. And this framing of he comes he comes back some weekends. Well, this seems to be the first weekend in about three months. So <laughs> at least, at least. And she's very excited about it. It does seem like it's been a while since he's come. And so, yes, they seem to have to shoehorn this in here. It's going to be interesting to me to see if he ever appears again. <laughs> Did you recognize him? I did not. So the actor that plays Hank Summers, which is Buffy's dad's name, is Dean Butler. Okay. He played Almanza Wilder in Little House on the Prairie with Melissa Gilbert. Oh, my gosh. Was he the one? Did he end up with Melissa Gilbert? Yeah. With Laura Ingalls Wilder? Yes. Yeah. Laura Ingalls Wilder marries Almanza Wilder. Oh my gosh. I'm so, now that you say that, I can totally see it. Mm-hmm. I had the biggest crush on him back oh, in the day. I thought he was pretty special myself. <laughs> yeah. The first time I saw this, I was like, holy cow, it's Almanzo. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, good spot. Yeah. It seemed appropriate to me that L- L- Willow's parents never fight. <laughs> She seems so peaceful and non-confrontational. It just sort of made sense to me that she was raised by in a household with very little fighting and just the occasional glare. I thought that was funny. My parents don't even bicker. Sometimes they glare. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, exactly. wow, I don't know what a house like that would be like. <laughs> but... Uh... Yeah, it was, uh, I thought, how how do I say this? A few moments later. I thought that, particularly in this scene, right? Like, Buffy's super subdued, which kind of makes sense for the context. She had this disturbing dream, didn't get a lot of sleep. Um, You know, her dad's coming. Um, And then Willow is calm. But I also thought that Willow had some, like, growing up moments in this episode i don't know she seemed to be a little bit more i don't know i can't put it i can't put my finger on it but there's i feel like there's something about willow that changes in this episode Hmm. is that just me do you think it has anything to do with the confrontation of some fears in this episode or possibly possibly i feel like she stands up to xander a little bit more and Mm. maybe she's a little bit more confident in some of the things she's saying i don't know nice or maybe well i like it maybe it's just that contrast you know with buffy being so subdued that billow billow gosh billow again billow and buffo how many times am i gonna do that (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) maybe it's just the contrast right because buffy is so subdued and so willow seems a little more forceful Right, right. I don't know. I don't clearly have my thoughts framed well about it. Well, 
that's part of why we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes some clarification is gleaned. Other times it remains scattered. And mm-hmm. that's just the way that it is. <laughs> hey, I think I'm going to go for an early trivia question. Oh, gosh. All right. I'm ready. Okay. So this is when Buffy and Willow are talking at her locker. Okay. And my trivia question is, identify one of the pictures hanging inside Buffy's locker door. Oh. I don't have any idea. I'm going to guess she has a picture of her mom in there. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Lay it on me. What's in the locker? She has a picture of a yellow smiley face that has like a big red clown nose. Okay. So maybe a little bit of foreshadowing or something that's to come now that we know about Xander's nightmare. Yeah. There's also like this wreath looking kind of thing. That's got a black background with pink roses on it. She's got a picture of the top half of the David. Oh, wow. And then this photograph of like white, black and white photograph of white high heeled shoes. Oh, my gosh. I'm afraid that sometimes I might take moments like this to write down a note. I don't recall even seeing what was inside of Buffy's locker. Note to myself. Pause when writing down a note. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what really kind of cut my head because I had paused to write something down. Yes. Well, I had paused to write down about a little continuity problem I saw. Oh, tell me about that. Well, again, it's at they're at the locker and Buffy closes the locker and Willow um, says something and then they kind of cut to a different angle and Buffy's answering Willow and she's closing the locker again. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely a continuity area error. Good, good spot. Good spot. Yes, yes, yes. Which brings us up to the infamous Espada scene. And our girl Cordelia is back in full force, and I love it. Yeah. Wendell dares so Evita like. Oh, I it just I think just moments before that we have Wendell daring to be in Cordelia's light, and something Xander says something about everything revolves around her, and she says, "Why don't you revolve yourselves out of my light?" <laughs> And, you know, I had just a moment with this banter between Xander and Cordelia because I Mm -hmm. feel like Xander is getting cheekier with Cordelia and less cowed by her Mm -hmm. than he did at the beginning. Yeah. I had a sudden flash of what if Xander and Cordelia get together. (laughs) That would be something. Just a moment. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of wondered what you were going to say about the spider scene. After your comment in a previous podcast. Yes. I just yucky, 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 poor Wendell. It was worse than I could have imagined because (laughs) they had him crawling all over him. I thought one was going to pop in or out of his mouth. Things were close. It was dicey for a moment. I wrote the same thing down that I thought it was going to go in his mouth. (laughs) Oh, oh, it was just really, really gross. And I don't, I think I remember reading or hearing in an interview a long time ago. That was not special effects. Oh God, that that boy is a hero. That is, <laughs> there's absolutely no amount of money they no could amount. pay me to let that many tarantulas or spider of any kind 
I don't care if it's one of those little, little teeny, eeny bitty ones that you could squash with your pinky. There's just no way I would, I would do that for any I'm getting chills just thinking about it. It is absolutely abhorrent to me. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're introduced to who we later find out is Billy. And my immediate thought was this boy is trouble. Yes. Another creepy child. Yes, who looks entirely too much like Colin, both being about the same size, mm -hmm. age, and hair color. <laughs> I was like, that's not Colin, right? And then we see Colin, and I'm like, okay, no, not the same boy, but we could have had a little bit of hair color change. Yeah. It was, I, I don't know, I thought it was a, well, I mean, I just liked, I thought it was a good spooky look, right? Because he's really pale and almost blends into his clothing mm -hmm. and that little boy did a good job of acting right i mean he had a pretty dull look on his face he did so. i did i thought i thought this boy could replace colin i mean i thought <laughs> billy was way better than colin but oh, yeah. i'm sure there would have been plenty of boys who looked a little more different than colin that they could have cast yeah and they continue you know to do that weird reverberation thing on damien's mm -hmm. voice aka colin yes which yes. i just really hate it would be I so could... much creepier if they just had this little kid using his regular voice to be evil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe there was a cross in the master's lair. And it was interesting to have him face his fears, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And that was just kind of a, a cool nod there. I enjoyed yeah. that. And even though he said pain was all in his head, it did look like his hand was smoking from touching the, I wonder the why cross. if his hand smoked while he was touching the cross, why didn't Angel's chest smoke back in the Angel episode when Buffy's cross burned into his chest? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another little bit of discontinuity. Because there was so much heat between them. I, I thought of you when I noted the, the pan up from the lair to the school. We oh, sort of pan directly up. Yeah. Before we leave, I have a couple things to say back in the um, in the classroom situation with the spiders. But I think before, since we are just talking about the master, you know, he said a couple things. And I was like, I don't know if I agree with him. Where he says fear is more powerful than love. And then he talks about how we are defined by the things we fear. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Are, are we? Well, number one, is fear more powerful than love? Now that one, I, I could almost, I'm almost willing to agree with him on that. Right. And right. it's such a visceral lizard brain reaction yeah. it's so deep in us fear mm -hmm. is where love feels a little higher level that if everything else gets stripped away i could see fear being more more powerful yeah and i do like that you mentioned at that visceral level because i think we can react in fear without even realizing that we're reacting because yes. one time I was, when I was in New Mexico, and it was May, right? So they're like, there shouldn't be too many rattlesnakes out, but you do, you know, just make sure you're aware that they could be out. 
even though it's early in the season. And I'd stopped to look at this flower and I thought I heard the rattle. And mm. all of a sudden, I don't even remember moving, but I was on the other side of the road. And I was like, and my body must have like instantaneously like interpreted that rattle yes. as a rattlesnake and moved. But I was not conscious of it at all. I was like, how the hell did I get to the other side of the road? And so I think there are some things that we're afraid of that can make us act without thought. Most definitely. But I also think, and I talk with my students about this a lot, and, and there's this really great activist. His name's Daryl Davis. He's a jazz musician. He's African-American. And and I can't remember how he got in into this, but he actually like deliberately meets with members of the KKK and has been to some of their meetings and things like that and and just talks to them and and he said that you know he's he finds that many of the people he's talked to react out of fear yeah and that their actions are based in fear and and he's always like you know I've never shot anybody I've never sold drugs I've never done drugs um I've never robbed anybody he's like so why are you afraid of me Mm -hmm. and having that conversation and he said after he started to figure that out he would sit down and just come out and ask him you know what are you afraid of and mm -hmm. people are like well nobody's ever asked me that before and he's actually done a really good job and 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 after having several conversations with him and getting to know him um you know some of the kk members have left the organization that's amazing yeah so i mm -hmm. I, I think that's kind of why i think maybe the master is onto something there where that Fear can be more powerful than love. Mm -hmm. And I think, and the second piece was fear defines us. Yes, what was the we second are defined one? by the things we fear. Mm -hmm. Well, and I would have to say maybe in the case of those KKK guys. Yes. Yeah, they were. Dang, maybe the master was right. I know. I, I think he is on to, I think we definitely can be shaped by our fears mm -hmm. and maybe in some cases it is when we overcome our fears that we really grow so fears can i i don't want to say it's the it's the only thing that defines us but i do believe it is a formative facet mm -hmm. of what makes each of us us hmm. wow master laying down some philosophy yeah, we're getting a little deep on the shallow dive here. We we really are. Shall we shall we rise up to the surface again? <laughs> yeah, and I, I want to point out another inconsistency. Please do. Do you remember what class they're all in in the spider scene? Well, I know that the book that Buffy holds up says health. Yeah, it's health and human. So I was assuming it was health class. Okay. Yeah. And then I noticed this when they're showing all the spiders crawling out of Wendell's book. <gasps> that's pretty much about like material physics <laughs> oh my gosh because there's it's all about light okay I, so you'd think i would have noticed that but i was distracted by, by the, the spiders, spiders. <laughs> <laughs> i was like well they only had one copy of the human development textbook i guess Wendell, you're looking in the wrong book. You're not going to get the reading out of this. Exactly. I just thought that was funny. I never, ever noticed that before. 
Interesting. Well, a little tangent on spiders that I decided to walk along Mm -hmm. was I wondered if tarantulas spun webs. And so I looked that up. Mm -hmm. And though they do not spin proper webs like you see, they do use their silk to line or protect their burrows. Yeah, I did know that tarantulas burrowed. Yeah. Because I've seen tarantula burrows. Yucky, yucky, yucky. When I was, you know, in Central America. But I never even thought about, do tarantulas really do webs? Which means, you know, that that whole first Indiana Jones movie's got it all wrong too, right? Because there's a bunch Mm -hmm. of tarantulas there and tons of webs. Of course, maybe there were other spiders too, but they don't show those. Right, right. So anything else about the health slash physics lesson that they were attending? No, I would have been like everybody else in that classroom jumping up from my chair and screaming. Oh, that would have been terrible. Oh, if yeah. But clearly, but I have Wendell. I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have stayed seated. I wouldn't have stayed. I wouldn't have still been in that room. No, I, I would, would have, have been running <laughs> for my life. Like when you dashed across the street and don't even recall. I might have uh-huh. been. I might have been through the window. Who knows? <laughs> oh gosh, spiders just. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's I, let's move I, on. I understand their role in the ecosystem, but I don't yes. care. I, yes. <laughs> like I said the last time the big spiders came up, I said they have the right to exist. I just don't want them anywhere in my proximity. <laughs> right. I'm with you on that one. So right. what's the next scene? I the next thing I have down is good thing Joyce did not check in on Buffy when Angel was sleeping in there. There must be a scene in Buffy's bedroom or a scene with Buffy and Joyce. Maybe it's just a scene with Buffy and Joyce. And Joyce mentions something like, I checked on you three times last night. I was like, well, good thing she's not always checking on Buffy because (laughs) there have been some interesting things going on. Yes. Well, I think it's when Joyce is dropping Buffy off at school again. That's right. That's exactly when it is. Yeah. And they're just talking about the Yeah, and this before. is actually the scene where, you know, she says, your father adores you. Yes. But but again, I don't know. I mean, as a child of divorced parents, I, they were at least in the same town, right? I didn't have to worry about uh, trying to travel. One of them traveling miles and miles and hours to try to, to see us, so... And I don't know how far mythical Sunnydale is supposed to be from L.A. A couple hours, I think. Yes. But I don't know. I don't know. Well, my next note is, we'll find, we'll slay, we'll party. Xander. (laughs) Yes. I wrote that down, too. He does have some good lines. He does. And I think this is when they were wanting to debrief with Giles. And Giles looked so befuddled mm-hmm. i thought i thought i must have had romance on the brain between thinking about cordelia and xander getting together i thought maybe ms carpenter was back in the stacks and they'd been making out and the health teacher no oh i'm sorry not carpenter miss calendar oh from- yes Yes, Ms. Ms. Calendar, the computer teacher, that there seemed to be some steam going on between the two of them. So mm-hmm. I thought she was going to reappear coming 
like he was going to go back and be like, coast is clear. But no, <laughs> it was, we find out later he couldn't read anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he was living his nightmare, yeah. which would be awful. Yes. And I did, I think it is because as you mentioned, he was befuddled and stuff. I did write down Giles fail. And it might be one of the only times, right, that Giles fails because he's like, uh, I don't know what's going on. Go follow Wendell. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I was... I didn't like, and again, it's the times we've talked about this before, you know, when Z uh, Xander and Buffy and Willow are walking in and, and Willow says, you demand buff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, for a show that was about empowerment, empowerment women. of women, do we have to continually throw in these kinds of comments? Yes. Come on. Agreed. All right. Were you surprised about Wendell, you know, when they're, I'm sorry, I jumped ahead without any explanation of where I was going. Um, when they go outside and they're talking to Wendell about mm -hmm. what happened, were you surprised that Wendell was acting kind of defensive about the spiders? The whole situation of Wendell's backstory was bizarre, right? Mm -hmm. That this arachnid side... <laughs> mm -hmm perpetrated by his brother mm -hmm. that he had loved spiders and collected them yeah and it wasn't that he was so afraid of spiders crawling on him and although he he loved spiders it was just he felt like these spiders were taking revenge on him mm -hmm. for something that he didn't actually do it was his brother so it's like they really went deep on that one i felt way unnecessarily it didn't take a whole lot of explanation to just say yeah we had a creepy attic with spiders in it and i it's my biggest fear or whatever you know yeah. they really didn't need to make it as complicated as they did yeah because i mean the the nightmares are are common right and fear yeah. spiders and the next one right because now next cordial comes up and says something about the history test and buffy's like yes. what history test i mean these yes. are common nightmares yes people have and so they're very relatable but i think with the explanation they went with it makes it less relatable completely unrelatable yeah <laughs> yeah oh well so, so yes then we have buffy's nightmare mm -hmm. and then that she couldn't even get her name down i mean that <laughs> i that was perfect, right? Yes. I mean, that's, and the time going so fast and have written nothing down, mm -hmm. that was much more a relatable trope of a nightmare than mm -hmm. the big, the big Wendell reveal. I agree. Did you ever have, do you, do you ever have kind of that recurring nightmare or a nightmare like that about school? Definitely. I had I'm sure I had cases of feeling unprepared. I mm -hmm. definitely had nightmares of going to perform in a play that I didn't know the lines for. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely had stress dreams before teaching that I wasn't prepared. Mm -hmm. And also for sure that same kind of thing hadn't gone to class all semester. And now it was the final exam. And what was I going to do? How about you? Oh, yeah. And it was always the same one with the exact same graduate student teacher. Oh. <laughs> what subject do you think it was? Oh, no, it was math. It was math. <laughs> I mean, I would just wake up drenched in sweat. 
all the way through grad school and it was a a math class from my undergraduate which Mm. I remember dropping (laughs) Mm. but the dream was more about oh my god I gotta take this test because I forgot to drop the class (laughs) yes and uh I just it was always my school nightmare dream Yes, it, very relatable. And mm-hmm. of course, what Xander has with being naked or almost naked, let's mm-hmm. keep it PG. Mm-hmm. One thing that's completely unfair is, yes, I feel for Xander, but he was still wearing quite sizable boxer shorts. <laughs> there was no comparison between his nightmare and the spider nightmare. No. And then when we get to Lauren, is it, in the basement who ends up in the hospital? I yeah. mean, the severity of the consequences of these dreams are not at all fair. But is Laura's a dream? I mean, is hers isn't the result of a nightmare. Hmm. You've got a good point. Because does Buffy actually fail that history test? Or is it kind of a waking dream? Right. And this why, is a, this is a good question. Why would anybody that smokes think somebody's going to come and beat them with a club or a club hand? I do not know the answer, but this isn't my trivia question. We have yet another poster. <laughs> this one, instead of saying smoking sucks, says smoking kills with the smoking the gun, gun on it. On it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I thought it and, was kind of ironic too. I was like, now if they would have only somehow had like a lucky strikes poster for the lucky 19 yeah, yeah well and lucky strikes was a a cigarette yeah and so connecting yeah. the smoking mm-hmm. with the lucky mm-hmm. 19 yeah and did you at all get nightmare on elm street vibes that's right you weren't a horror fan but well, did I mean, you at all know freddy krueger and nightmare yeah, I on do elm know street freddy krueger is and of course i've seen scenes from the movie i've just never watched all of it I mean, like the furnace in the basement sort of glowed. It oh. really felt very Freddy Krueger. Yeah, that's a little bit in the beginning. detailed for my knowledge okay. of Nightmare on okay. Elm Street. Sure, sure. Well, that was around that time as well. And so mm-hmm. I thought maybe there was a little homage there. I thought it was pretty stupid of this girl to go down to the basement to, to catch a smoke. I'm like, that's what bleachers are for. I thought we'd fully established last episode that the entire basement was the drama department's prop (laughs) costume, you know, makeup area. So I don't know where we suddenly had this furnace part of the basement. And I thought it was really strange later, right, that Willow goes walking down in the basement where she knows that girl got attacked. I'm like, Willow, come on. Yes, this let's let's think this through. Although I have to admit, you know, when Buffy and Giles go to the hospital to see Laura, the girl that got yes. beat up, she doesn't look all that beat up for the way Yet, they were kind of portraying it. Shattered bones, internal mm-hmm. bleeding. I mean, we got the deets from the doctor. I mean, she really got she really got the business. You know, I've mentioned uh, the Rewatcher podcast before with uh, Ash and Elena. Yeah. They refer to Sunnydale Hospital as the HIPAA violation hospital. oh you came in to visit her we'll tell you everything exactly 
oh and by the way here's this little boy you you have no idea is even exists i'm gonna tell you all about him too he was also attacked he's in a coma <laughs> yeah that's really true that's amazing i love it and then i was trying to remember well when did when did HIPAA really come into play? Oh, it's a Was good it a point. violation back in the 90s? It may out? not have been. That could be more recent. Yeah, because I was, yeah, because I don't think it used to be that difficult to get information. <laughs> yeah, you might have just been able to call and be like, how's my friend doing in room mm-hmm. 505? Yeah, I think you used to be able to do that. But again, 1996. HIPAA was passed on August 21st, 1996. Oh, so it should have been in play. Oh, bad doctor. Wow. Well, no surprise. Bad doctor, bad cops, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sunnydale's got some work to do. (laughs) Let's see. Do you have anything else at the hospital? No. (laughs) This next nightmare, first of all, (laughs) this kid with these like half sunglasses. Mm Mm-hmm being such a badass and then his mommy shows up (laughs) see again not comparable and did the mom really show up the the lines between reality and dream world here just seem a little blurred yes they are yeah i do like that scene of course i was i was getting grease throwbacks i was like hey danny zuko (laughs) perfect that is a per- they because they were all wearing leather jackets, weren't mm-hmm, they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then Xander in his bright white boxer shorts. <laughs> yeah, it could have been worse. He could have been in a thong or tidy. Oh my god! Or naked. It could have totally been naked. way worse. Yeah. I mean, guys are in their swimsuits, not showing any more skin than he was. I know, mm-hmm. weird to be in front of the class, but mm-hmm. I felt like this one paled in comparison to some of the other stuff yeah i was going to pull a trivia question from this scene which was very similar to the one i actually did use which was what's hanging in willow's locker oh geez no no boy i gotta start looking at lockers well she's got a big nerf herder like sticker up in her locker and is that the band that did the theme song nice 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 yeah at least i knew that and she's got it looks like i was trying to figure out there's a picture of her with like an older gentleman i i want to say it's giles oh my gosh but but you can't really see the guy's face but it looks like he's got a tweed on (laughs) i'm like does willow have a crush on giles i could also see willow's father wearing tweed i mean yeah that doesn't seem like too far a stretch her mother probably does too (laughs) fair fair (laughs) But yes, I did like that uh, when the mom came in, she's like, my baby. Yeah, (laughs) it seemed "Ah." like a real Italian mom. And (laughs) I don't know, I just loved it. (laughs) Yeah, that was fun. And he probably really is totally a mama's boy, right, Mm -hmm. at home. And it's Mm -hmm. just, he's got his persona at school. Yeah, I wrote down stereotypical Jewish mother, but when you said Italian, I'm like, yes, that's, yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm going with the Danny Zuko. <laughs> it, could be. it could be. I was trying to figure out. I didn't notice this, but I read it on a some pa- wiki or not a wiki page, but some internet page I was looking at. I'm jumping way ahead to where we get to like Xander's finding the candy bars. Evidently, there's like a swastika painted on the wall. I totally noticed that. And uh. I thought 
he was going to have some sort of Nazi related thing because Earlier. remember with the spiders? Yeah, him yeah. saying, well, so it was some spiders. I wasn't really bothered, bothered by it, but if we're a bunch of Nazis. So maybe it was kind of a callback to that. Just Yeah. But it was know. also that those comments would make more sense coming from Willow, right? right. Because her family's Jewish. Right. Unless Xander is Jewish and we just don't know it. Mm. But yeah, so that was a little bit incongruous and i even was kind of thinking about you know why xander was making the nazi references but anyways hmm. yeah i definitely saw the gigantic red swastika when we got close to the clown yeah with the candy bars yeah <laughs> yeah real stephen king's it vibes with that freaking clown oh, pennywise <laughs> another Clowns movie i've are never creepy. seen but i of course I've heard about it and seen scenes and know who Pennywise is and yeah and yeah. all that stuff. Let's uh, never freaks me out. Uh, I they don't freak me out, but I don't like them. I don't <laughs> find them funny or entertaining or anything mm. like that. Well, I don't I care for them. Bozo the clown. Well, I mean, not literally. He wasn't my neighbor or anything <laughs> like that, but you know, he was. On TV. He lived in the basement. <laughs> so maybe that maybe I should be afraid of clowns after Bozo, but anyways. <laughs> Ronald McDonald is a creepier clown to me than Bozo oh. or anything else. They're just weird. Don't sue me, McDonald's. <laughs> Going back mm -hmm. closer to where we were, and mm -hmm. I just have this written down from when <laughs> when Buffy and Giles are talking. Well, um, there's astral projection. Uh, the theory that while one sleeps, one has another body, an astral body, which can travel through time and space. Billy's in a coma. That's like sleep, right? In a manner of speaking, although one doesn't always awake from a coma. Could I be seeing Billy's asteroid body? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down, too, and I like when Giles corrects her and she just kind of rolls her eyes at him. Yeah. Which leads us into a great bit of acting on Buffy's part she this scene with the dad oh my gosh she could be in a major drama mm -hmm. that could be a scene from a drama show and mm -hmm. she nailed it I mean oh, that really? was torturous it was the comments they have him say to her oh. are so harsh and I think you know probably most kids whose parents have been divorced have thought those things at one time, right? That it's something I did that caused their divorce. And, and I was just like, Oh, I felt so much for her. I was like, girl. Oh yeah. She God. made it so real. It it was incredible. And she, she may did. not have ended up in the hospital. And like we find out later that didn't happen. Right. Right. It right. was just sort of this waking nightmare, but yeah, she that made it real single tear that comes down her cheek. Oh. Yeah, it was, was like, very was well done. Was an eyedropper or did she really cry? I mean, how do you, I don't know. Have you ever cried just one tear? I'm a sloppy crier. Yes. Yes, I have. Hmm. Not on command. <laughs> but, I often wonder yeah. how actors do that, you know, and some have said they think of their saddest thing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't even know if thinking about my the saddest thing for me it would still take me a long time to bring up tears well some people cry a lot more easily than i do uh -huh. i i don't cry very often and 
So it's not easy for me to do anyway. Mm -hmm. I do think that some people cry very easily. So I think for some people, it could be easier than us. Of course, I'm also not a professional actor. (laughs) Maybe I can't tap into my emotions the way they can. Yeah, I think I cry pretty easy. I remember when I was younger, I would just lock myself in the bathroom and turn my, we had this like, it was an old house, right? So the fan in the bathroom was super loud. So I just turned that off. Nobody would know I'm in the bathroom crying. Really? I never would have guessed you as crying easily. How often would you say you cry? Well, I have become really good at like not tamping it down, but like forcing it back. (laughs) So I think that's why maybe I cry really pretty easily at TV and movie. I mean, I cried at Dumbo. Yeah. Um, So would you say once a week, once a month? Oh, no, it's not that at all. I'm much more in control of that and now i almost find it harder to cry like when i was younger i could cry at the drop of a hat and i, I think mean there's because you know some of like the medical things i was going through when i was in high school and my yeah hormones were all over the place so i could cry at the drop of a hat and i just hated it and then as i got older i just i i, I mean i hate crying i hate it getting i'm a really sloppy crier and i don't know people who look good when they cry i'm like oh how i mean my eyes get all red and my nose gets all puffy and (laughs) wow um so i don't now it takes i think a lot more to make me cry on a purse on a reality level you know but Mm -hmm. like i said i can be watching a television show and i'll start crying (laughs) sure and that's a little different right when you're when your emotions are being toyed with by a show like I, i can't get through a cancer thing without mm, right. thinking of my dad and right. so any kind of show or movie that's portraying cancer i'm a mess yeah but yeah. that's so contrived it is and you know, like, it happens to be a trigger for me mm, yeah i can understand that so wow yeah even yeah movies and television i can cry pretty easily but when it comes to things that are real i really tend to try to squash it back because I hate crying I don't mind it I feel like when I have to cry I need to cry now I don't want to do it in an inappropriate place right I mm-hmm. I hate being in front of a bunch of people but right if I'm just alone and really down and whatever and something mm-hmm. makes me cry then I'm just like I just need this mm-hmm. I like it to be private though I don't want to be yeah around a bunch of people i am totally there with you on that one which is what because i when i get really frustrated i want to cry oh yeah yeah i don't want to hate that because you know i get frustrated at work a lot Mm. (laughs) and i'm like you are not going to cry in this meeting (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, wow we really did a crying deep dive we did okay where were we um we were talking about um that scene with Buffy and her dad. Right, right. Have you got anything else to say about that or shall we move on? I think we should move on from that. So I definitely discovered Miss Calendar, not Carpenter, Miss Calendar was not in the stacks. (laughs) And then then we have Cordelia's nightmare. Of course, it would be hair related or chess club related. (laughs) Yes. And I think, you know, after that scene with Buffy and her dad, we really needed that we did hearted moment it's great 
She's the best. I'm not in the best. I know. I know. (laughs) I know. So Buffy needs to talk to Billy the Nightmare Causer, Mm -hmm. or as I like to call him, Billy the Nightmare Palmer, because Palmer is his last name. So gave him a little Italian mobster sort of situation. Gotcha. And this does bring me to my trivia question, which I'm afraid might be on the easy side, but I'm, I'm sticking with it. What position does Billy play? on his team hmm that's a good one oh nice i'm just gonna take a stab at it here okay right field second base second base yeah 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 and i I gotta tell you i have like no recollection of them saying that in that episode at all (laughs) yeah no it's in this it's in this scene right before the baseball guy really themes buffy on the head yeah and what's up with the oh he's too strong we have to run away i'm like come on buffy i don't know but she really does survive the i i mean that club is no joke Mm -hmm. oh no it's it's and he he really he really hits her hard with it i was afraid this was gonna get real dark i thought maybe billy was abused by his dad or something like that oh and had been regularly talked down to and then the dad went crazy and yeah put him in a coma but instead they just made the coach do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) inexplicable motivation but i'm kind of i'm glad they didn't go too terribly dark there with billy it was dark enough as it is it was dark did you get when um billy and and Buffy are running away from the ugly man and they have to like go through that wall of like bushes. Yes. <laughs> All I could hear was like the Monty Python guys from the Holy Grail. Yes. Well, what is it you want? We want a shrubbery. Love it. I was kind of thinking Alice in Wonderland and Shrub Maze vibes and things like that, but I can I can get with the with the shrubbery <laughs> reference as well. We want a shrubbery. It looks nice. Yes, 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 yes. And then, of course, we get to Willow's nightmare. Yes. Did you know the opera? I was thinking because of her outfit Mm -hmm. i thought perhaps it was madam butterfly Mm -hmm. and indeed i believe it was and the song was vienna la sera which Mm -hmm. i'm not saying correctly but Mm -hmm. it was it was the kimono that gave it away for me yes yes and the guy who played whatever aldo something the the uh the male opera singer his name is yes harlan and he's actually um, been on Broadway. He actually does sing opera. He's wow. done a lot of film and TV. And he's faculty at the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in New well, York. Well, thanks, thanks for that additional intel. That's very cool. I was like, I wonder if that dude's a real opera singer. So I had to go look him up. Because opera that... is, cannot be faked. Oh, God. Yeah. Yes. Though I must admit, I must say that in the last episode we were talking about phantom the opera 
Right. And you asked me if it's a real opera. And I said, yes. Well, technically it's a musical, just okay. by the by. It, and okay. I said it was on Broadway and it had a long run. But I just wanted to clarify that for the listeners. Okay. It's not actually an opera. It's a Broadway <laughs> show. It's a musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber. But it is very real. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did like Willow's little squeak. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. Something like that. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then Xander and the candy bars. Well, and he really faces his fears. He just pops that mm -hmm. clown right in the nose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we really do. We get deep here a little bit. You were talking about the master saying the line about how our fears shape us. Right. And Buffy having this fear of becoming a vampire mm -hmm. and Giles having this fear of Buffy's death. Mm -hmm. I think we went a whole nother layer here. Yeah. That yeah. I thought was interesting to witness. And it is such, it's a, you know, like, as you said, kind of a deep and dark, those scenes. And then yeah, they have the master quote, Cinderella. Oh, did you catch that? No. A dream is a wish your heart makes. I wouldn't have known that was from Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Wow. A wasted well, youth here. Wow. I, it's <laughs> impressive. It's impressive. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my gosh. God, the master's quoting Disney. <laughs> I don't know where this, I don't know where this fits, but at some point, I think it's Willow opens the shades on a window and sees a bunch of large bees or something buzzing around <laughs> when chaos is truly ensuing and yeah. everybody's nightmares are going on it just really cracked me up when these gigantic bugs were flying around outside and i did have to wonder were we seeing principal snyder's nightmare that the entire school needed to be renovated because <laughs> there's you know that the plastic oh. that they hang up when they're doing renovations and stuff Yes, yes, yes. It it would be interesting to kind of go back and piece together some of the additional pieces that were sort of random and haphazard, like who who's whose nightmare it might have been. Yeah, yeah. I did read in, in an interview, Sarah Michelle Geller was saying that she has this fear of cemeteries and oh. so and being enclosed spaces. And she had yeah. told one of the producers that she couldn't do that scene, right? Oh, one of the my one gosh. where she has to fall into the into the grave, and the other one where she has to kind of force her way out. And evidently, the the message never made it to anybody else. Oh, so she was kind of forced to do that. She said she cried all the way home that day. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, and we already know about my. Uh, fear of enclosed spaces i would have been right there with her and there's I, they couldn't have forced me to do that i'd have yeah. been like fire me i don't care i'm not <laughs> doing it <laughs> well so we have the showdown here with the ugly guy with the with the plank which yeah. by the way did you come to any reasoning about the plank well, I thought it was supposed to represent a baseball bat. That's what I think so, too. The marred, here we have this totally marred figure that's the baseball coach that's right. ni nightmarishly changed and transformed. Right. 
and the big plank, a nightmarish form of the baseball yeah. bat. That's exactly yeah. what I thought. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what that was. Yeah. That makes sense. But my gosh, this kitty league coach, I, how did this go down? Right. That they lose a game. The coach berates Billy, follows him and beats him up. Yeah. Where were this kid's parents? So bad that he's in a coma. This, this, this kitty league coach is certifiable. Absolutely. Poor and Billy. You know he was just going to the hospital every day to make sure Billy wouldn't wake up. Right? He wouldn't wake up. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Kudos to Xander and Giles for capturing him or stopping him as he tries to rush, as a coach tries to rush out of the room. Yes. Yes, exactly. Did you catch the Wizard of Oz reference? Well, you know what's funny about that? I have written down how very Wizard of Oz, but I can't recall what that was in reference to. <laughs> well, it's when Billy wakes up and he's like, I had the strangest dream. Oh, and you were, and you were there and you yeah. were there. Yeah. That is exactly it. So, yes, I did catch that reference because I have written it down. It's <laughs> not very Wizard of Oz, but I couldn't remember why. But yes, that's exactly it. I was that's glad that it. we did get to see Buffy and her dad in a real situation and not a terrible situation. Yes. Yes. So because I was like, have... Almanza Wilder would never yeah. be that mean to his children. We don't have, we are not scarred by Almanza Wilder <laughs> being so woefully misrepresented. My, uh, my childhood fantasies of Almanza Wilder can stay intact. Well, as we close this episode, I haven't given this much thought, but who do you want to give the Golden Stake Award to? Ah, let's see. I think this is probably going to happen a lot as we do this. I'm going to go with Cordelia for the comic relief. Awesome. Awesome. It was much needed and she did a great job. Mm -hmm. And as you are giving it to Cordelia for a certain piece of acting, I'm going to give it to Buffy because I really was blown away by her reaction to her dad's mm -hmm that nightmare so mm -hmm. yeah, i'm gonna give it to buffy that's a good scene yeah yeah all right well do you have do you know what our next episode is the next one is called out of mind out of sight oh okay and is this the season finale or are we there yet no this okay. is the penultimate episode oh okay and then we'll have prophecy girl which is the finale okay okay well i will look forward to it right on all right thanks for listening everybody yeah we'll see you next time following in the shallows is created and produced by the both of us edited by mo the soundtrack for the wallowing in the shallows buffy the vampire slayer season one rewatch is Apache Rock Instrumental by Sound Atelier, available on gmendo.com. You can send us feedback at witstvpod at gmail.com. That's W-I-T-S-T-V-P-O-D at gmail.com. Subscribe. And then subscribe. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Like and subscribe. <laughs>